shall count off seven weeks of years, seven times seven years, so that the period of seven weeks of years gives 49 years. Then you shall have the trumpet sounded loud on the tenth day of the seventh month, on the day of atonement. You shall have the trumpet sounded throughout all your land. And you shall hallow the 50th year, and you shall proclaim liberty throughout the mm -hmm. land to all its inhabitants. It shall be a jubilee for you. You shall return, every one of you, to your property, and every one of you to your family. That 50th year shall be a jubilee for you. You shall not sow or reap the aftergrowth or harvest the unpruned vines, for it is a jubilee. It shall be holy to you. You shall eat only what the field itself produces. This is the word of God for us, the people of God. So friends, can you imagine a world where this is true? Could you believe and actually live into practices as though this is true? That um, uh, a trumpet is sounded and everyone gets to be free. That liberty is declared all throughout the land. That means people who find themselves having to live small or to hide, they can live free. That everyone gets to return to their property and they get their, their property returned to them. We didn't read the latter part of Leviticus chapter 25, but it is literally like Oprah's great giveaway. <laughs> Do you believe that this is possible and can you imagine a world like this? Sometimes my therapist likes to trip me up by asking me one question. After I begin to paint like a picture of what I want or what feels difficult in my life, she will ask me, do you believe it's actually possible though, Lisa? Do you actually think that this life that you believe you deserve, do you think it is possible? Do you have an imagination for the things that you say you want? Probably the most challenging thing about this idea or this reality of Jubilee is that us, we who are in this space, we are so far removed from an agrarian like mindset that we have a hard time imagining what it would look like for us to give land rest or, or to allow creation to rest. I mean, the, the last time that we, we actually did this as a collective was when we found ourselves at home in the midst of shelter in place. But it took all of that for us to actually live into the land resting and creation getting a rest. But we have even fewer models <laughs> and fewer reflections in our lifetime, at least in my lifetime, for what it looks like to give property back to people and to let people know what it is to be truly free. We're talking about if your house was foreclosed and your car was repossessed, you get it back and nobody's coming asking you, when is my money? gonna be in my hand or in my bank account. We're talking about College Park and Rochester Heights and even the Martin Street Corridor, these neighborhoods getting to be held by the wealth of the people who were a part of this neighborhood originally as opposed to in the hands of developers. We're talking about a system, a world where any person who finds themselves financially strapped or economically on the edges Getting to live like those who are flourishing without having to ask or answer too many questions or having to do anything to earn flourishing. Jubilee, can we believe it, upends oppression. 
And it restores our identity that we are deserving of having everything that we need. Hear this. Jubilee restores our identity that we deserve everything. That we deserve everything that we need. Can you imagine this? Jubilee should challenge our practices how we think about land, and how we think about people. But first, Jubilee has to challenge our imagination. It has to challenge our imagination for what we actually believe is possible. Walter Brueggemann says this in the the book Prophetic Imagination, that before um, there is implementation, there must first be imagination. Because he says this, that we are so quick to try to put things into place, but we haven't imagined in expansive and in beautiful and in powerful and miraculous ways. And so we end up with our thwarted imagination also creating systems that seem very small and also thwarted. Where we think that the best way that we can control bodies is by subduing bodies. Or that the best way that we connect with people is how we connect over and against. I've got to identify you so that I can identify myself. Jubilee banks on our imagination for something different and for anything better. To have this new economy, you have to have an imagination that everyone gets what they deserve. To have this kind of imagination, you've got to believe that everyone is the very good of God. Melody Merton um, said this in in an article about Jubilee, that the essence of Jubilee is God's inspired vision to interrupt the status quo. And we uh, talked about this on September 10th. It's a reset embedded in the way of life for God's redeemed and liberated people, emphasizing the relationships between humanity, creation, and God. Or I like how Bell Hooks, Saint Bell Hooks once said, To be truly visionary, one must root their imagination in the present reality while simultaneously imagining possibilities beyond that reality. Jubilee is a way of shifting our mindset about what we actually believe is possible. It's not about us putting our head in the sand or being pie in the sky, but saying we are not a people who follow a God who creates and recreates and then we choose to settle. Jubilee challenges settling. Jubilee challenges, well, all is not well with the world, but what can we do? Jubilee challenges our small mindsets about what it might look like for everyone to taste and see that freedom and liberation is good. So the question I want to just offer you that you might sit with this week is, do you have an imagination for what Jubilee can look like. If it's that, oh, people have enough to survive. But what if God is saying, no, that people have what they need to flourish? (laughs) I'm going to sit down. Because our um, imagination for Jubilee will not only affect the way in which we think about this world collectively and also our neighbors. But our 
imagination for Jubilee will also deeply affect the way in which we think God is at work in our lives. Let me say that one more time. Our imagination for Jubilee will not only impact how we think about our neighbors, it's also going to impact how we think about our lives. So the reason why I'm sitting down is because I want to talk a little bit about how we might have an expanded imagination for Jubilee in our personal lives so that we can also have an expanded imagination for Jubilee in our collective lives. But I'm not wanting to say this over you. I need to say this to myself. So I'm going to sit to take on a very different posture so that you know that we are asking what does imagination look like in my life and also in your life. You know, our hashtag at CERT from the very beginning has been hashtag life giving life. For those of you who don't know what a hashtag is, turn to someone beside you, ask them after worship and they'll tell you. <laughs> hashtag life giving life. And our hashtag has been life giving life because we believe when Jesus declared Jubilee in John chapter 10, verse 10, and Jesus said, the enemy comes to steal, kill, and destroy, but I have come that they may have life and have life more abundantly. That we believe that Jesus is declaring Jubilee in our lives in the here and now. Not in the great getting up yonder we'll understand life and life more abundantly, but right now, today, this month, next week, a year from now, we will know what it is to believe in more wholeness in the here and now, more wellness in the here and now, more grace in the here and now, more peace in the here and now, more reconciled relationships in the here and now, more dreaming and risk-taking ventures in the here and now, more joy in the here and now, more patience in the here and now, more healing in the here and now, more growing in the grace and knowledge of God in the here and now, not when you die. Good God Almighty, if that is the greatest gift that we get is that, oh, when I die, when Jesus says the kingdom of God is at hand, Jesus says right now this new life, this new jubilee, this new way of being, you can touch it. You can touch it. Right now, you can be set free. Right now, you don't have to make yourself small. Right now, you, you, can, you can live a life not by patterns that, that, that make you smaller or, or, or make you feel like you cannot live fully. When Jesus approaches a woman at the well and tells her, you're going to draw from this well, but there's water I give to you that will never run dry. When Jesus tells Jairus, when Jairus' daughter is at the point of death, oh, Jairus, your daughter is not dead, only sleeping. Oh, that Jesus is saying, Jubilee looks like sometimes I can breathe on things that look like they have no life and restore them to life in the here and now. When a woman pushes her way through a crowd trying to get access to health care, and the best she can do is skim the hem of Jesus' garment, but then she is made whole. Jubilee in the here and now. Do you believe? Do you believe? I think it is really interesting throughout the Gospels that when Jesus is about to do something really grand in people's lives, sometimes Jesus will ask, do you believe it? Like, do you have an imagination for a life where water runs like 
overflowing. Do you have an imagination for your life where the things that feel like they're always at the point of death might be raised to new life? Do you have an imagination, cert, for what wellness might look like? Do you have an imagination for what restored relationships might look like? Do you have an imagination for what joy might look like? Or what a free and liberated version of yourself might look like? I love that we are so good at dreaming for our neighbors. Please do not ever stop. Because sometimes the thing that keeps people from being able to experience Jubilee in their lives are the systems that we say no. They steal and they kill and destroy, but we serve a Jesus who comes that we may have life and life more abundantly. And that's not for some, that should be for all. So we are the kind of people who say we will dismantle anything that steals, that kills or destroys. We are people who are incredibly um, holy, restless when people do not make a living wage. We are people who get righteously angry when people want to place bans on folks' bodies. That's who we are. We shake our fists when people do not care for all of creation because even the trees of the field clap their hands before the Most High God. But I would pray that in the midst of having dreams for beyond this space, you would also have dreams for yourself. I've had to sit with, what does Jubilee look like for me? What does, you, what does it look like for me to really live free? What does it look like for me to harness and to, uh, and to leverage myself to joy? So can this year of Jubilee that we're going to celebrate here at the Southeast Raleigh table be an indictment on your thwarted imagination for any aspect of your life where you are failing to dream? Maybe it's your vocation, maybe it's a relationship, maybe it's like your finances, maybe it's your well-being, maybe it's like the, the, the pains that you have in your body that you're like, I just want to be near to my body. Maybe it's to the people that you love. Might you believe be an a holy, gentle indictment to say, I need to dream bigger. Because Jesus didn't say, I've come that you may have life. This Jesus says, let me indict your thwarted imagination, life more abundantly. Life more abundantly. So can this year of Jubilee open us up to by the power of the Holy Spirit what our lives can be? That the power of our hashtag life giving life and insert Jubilee might remind us over and over and over and over and over again that Jubilee is how we live. That we might imagine more for ourselves because God's preferred future is imagining more for us. And we want to imagine what God imagines for us. So will you pray with me? Gracious God, in this year of Jubilee, in this year of leaning into life-giving life, 
and allowing your kingdom to break in. God, help us to live with an expanded imagination for what our lives can look like. For how we love, for how we extend grace, for how we extend mercy, for how we dream, for how we work, for how we rest, for our relationship with our resources, that it might all be tethered to your dream for us that all things are very good. And that as you shape our imagination and as you shape our mindset, that what we believe in our minds, oh God, might send messages to our hands and to our feet and to our hearts. So that living Jubilee would not be something we say, but something we actually live. That we would step into it, that we would sit in it, that we would let it surround us, this new reality. And God, if it be by the powers of this world that are not of you, that keep any of us from being able to live the lives that you have called us to live, that we would be people who are attentive to one another, to dismantle, to upend, to speak into, so that when the trumpet sounds and liberty is declared throughout all the land, all, that all might experience liberty throughout the land. God, for this high and holy calling that we get to be these people walking around Wake County saying that we are marked by Jubilee. Oh, what a compelling life to live and that you have called us in this season in the here and now to experience it. God, for the things that we cannot do for ourselves, we know that you can do. For the things that we cannot say for ourselves, God, we know that you will speak. So God, do a mighty work. Christ Jesus, do a mighty work. Holy Spirit, do a mighty work. That we might live powerfully and beautifully this year. All this we pray in the strong name of your Son, Jesus Christ, the fulfillment of the law who declares these good gifts for us now. It is in his name that we pray. And all God's people said,